and welcome to another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcasts. I'm James Miller, journalist, broadcaster and author. The Gender Agenda is still on Amazon, on jkp.com and the code is L17 if you want to get 10% off and deny me 10p or something. Um, I am this week in the Plough in East Dulwich, uh, where I have uh, podcast from before, but outside because it's the summer, so hence a bit of traffic. Uh, there were some children earlier, uh, but atmosphere, that's what they call it. Um, and I am delighted to be joined, as ever, by John Walker, political editor of the Birmingham Mail and, uh, you know, continental boulevardier or something, is that right? You're uh, fresh back from Paris, just oui, off the train, is that right? Oui, yeah, uh, been on holiday, oui, <laughs> on en France, France. Oui. in Paris. Was that en good? Did you, see anything, did you see any tramps? We had some lovely food and we went to uh, Disneyland Paris, which is fantastic. You are nothing if not cultured. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't been to Disneyland Paris, but um, it's probably not as good as the ones in America, is it? No, it's about the same. It's, it's, it's actually really, really America? good. Yeah, I've been to Orlando uh, twice. Really? Yeah, oh. once for free, by the way. I just, I'll just mention this. Paid oh, for by go, Disney. Free holiday. On a press trip, yeah. But um, America's better than Paris. So no, Paris is just in general. I mean, that's that's the exact. Paris is the most beautiful city in the world. More, more beautiful than London. Better food. You've had your head turned, John. Better than Birmingham. Oh, maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. And I am also equally, if not more, delighted to be joined by a former podcast guest who is back in a different guise. He was an MP. He's now back as just a man, really. just, just a person, punter. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, he lost his seat in June, uh, but to be honest, we all knew it was coming, I think, so just <laughs> probably him included. Uh, it's Stuart Sausage Boy Donaldson, <laughs> uh, youngest former MP in the country, and now just a man. Just a man. Is that nice being yeah. just a man? It's, yeah, it's uh, refreshing. It's uh, good to just uh, enjoy being 25 years old. And, yeah, uh, that is weird when you say it like that. <laughs> it? really. And uh, yeah, and just um, you know, see people that I've not seen in two years, and do things that I've not done in two years. So, how old were you when you became an MP? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So, were well. you actually delighted that um, Mary Black didn't lose just because if she had, she would have become the youngest? Like, once again, yeah, exactly. I would, I would have, yeah, she, you know, I spent two years um, with her stealing my limelight. So, uh, you know, the, I'm gonna milk uh, this unique selling point for all it's worth being the youngest uh, former MP. Is it, is it a unique selling point? No, not really. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares at all. <laughs> it, well, it's a weird thing. I mean, I don't know. Again, you're, you're so young that you did it. You were actually an MP for such a short yeah, space of time, exactly. which must have been weird. Yeah. And now you're out again. Yeah. Um, it must seem like a sort of dream sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rapidly fading memory and because it doesn't really feel like it was all that real. Why are we at 2017? So August 2014, you would have had no thought of becoming an MP. Not at all. Uh, you were just any. trying to get a, a yes vote in the referendum. Yep. And then three years later, you've been an MP and you're back again. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, that is properly weird. <laughs> that is weird. I mean, when you put it like that, it's very weird. Uh, you know, do you have, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder around it? You, you know, because no, it seem... You know, you just... Mentally, you, it must be a bit odd to... It's, you know, it's politics, you know, and it's, you know, and these things happen and, you know, you don't go in expecting to, to be in it for a long time. You just do the best you can for the time you've got and... 
Are you there better you equipped to handle it because you're younger? I, I mean, think I so. spoke to a, a few losers. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> 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 well, I said, I just called you a loser. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Um, and, you know, I suppose some of them have been MPs for longer, but some of them are really angry about the snap election. Yeah. The fact that, you know, they make plans for five years yeah. and suddenly they're kicked out and they've got mortgages to pay. Obviously, you don't have to worry about yeah. that stuff quite so much. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm glad I was a bit slower on uh, doing that sort of stuff because I was building towards that but (laughs) I didn't do any of it before the snap election came so um, uh, it was quite useful and you know it's you know I'm kind of as you say when the the general election came I knew it was going to be a difficult fight I'd mentally prepared for losing which I think some of my colleagues possibly hadn't because it was more of a surprise for them so you you just get on with it and you know as you say because I'm 25 you know, it's it, just a, another thing to put on the CV. Although, is it frustrating? Because as you say, you've been there two years, you were just beginning to get your feet under the table. You know, not unreasonably, you were very young when you came in and yeah. you were getting used to it. And as you say, you were beginning to get to grips with the place, yeah. which is, you know, fine. It's a weird place, actually. Yeah. That's entirely understandable. And then suddenly, oh. Yeah, that, that, that was the frustrating part, you know, getting, you know, you get your office set up, you get your staff, you know, you get you, kind of just the way you like it, you're getting yeah. into a kind of rhythm, and then suddenly, that's it. And uh, are you coming back? We'll see. I mean, as oh. I was, we're on, I'm only 25, so... <laughs> do you get any perks as a former MP? I mean, do you have a pass still that lets you in the House of Commons? Um, yes, you do get a pass. Uh, I've not collected mine yet, but... So you can use the bars and the restaurants? Uh, and apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's not that much of a perk, though, John. Don't fall into this... No, well, no, it is a perk. A... <laughs> I, oh, all right, I, I, I have access... As a journalist working in Parliament, I have access to the bars and restaurants, and it's fantastic. It, you know, it's really great. You can bring friends in and... Uh, it's a great place to spend an evening. Yes, the public have access to the same... Well, not, not in the same way. No, not in the same way, that's true. I mean, I suppose it's a bit weird in the sense that if you lose a job, you don't get banned from that office, do you? I suppose sometimes you do, don't you? If you've got, you know, stuff... Well, you do. You're escorted from the building and yeah. never allowed back, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it happens. Um, but, I mean, having a parliamentary pass gives you access to things that other people don't have access to. I mean, I, I, can, I can bring a friend in to Haskellman's restaurant and we can all have dinner and uh, most people can't do that. I mean, right. it may sound like, mm-hmm. I know it's a silly thing, but actually it's really nice. Well, I'm sure it says a value to Paris having nice food. You're yes. mainly interested in whether... <laughs> can you still go to the restaurant, Stuart? Because that's, that's the main thing. That'd be awful if you couldn't go back to the Barry Bistro and get the, yeah. uh, the famous Barry Burger. They have a Barry Burger, don't they? Yeah, they do yeah. have a Barry Burger in the Barry Room. Um, Right, well, let, let's move on. I think, here's the thing I suppose you are going to miss not being an MP is getting invited to country shows to judge sausages. Oh, that's, you know, uh, you know, judging world record attempts for sausage making was you know. probably one of the highlights. So, you know, not having to, not not getting, sorry, to do that anymore is, you know, a real, real and yet, disappointment. And yes, still people bring it up. Still people, or one person. <laughs> just, just, one one, just one person. Um, yeah, what was that? The Mart. Oh, I'm going to the Mart. The Mart, yeah. I wonder if it's yeah. Series 3 of the Mart. Series or something. 3 of the Mart, yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. Forward to. Um, when I go to Scotland, I'm going to go to the Fringe, because uh, I always do. And I was in the Fringe once, I told you about that, John. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, you were at the Fringe. I was. You were at Alex Salmond Unleashed. Alex Salmond Unleashed, yeah. <laughs> Any good? <laughs> it was alright, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it was. Uh, a lot of the stories, having worked with Alec and having been his neighbouring MP for two years, a lot of the stories I'd, I'd heard before. Um, but it was interesting to, to see the different guests he had on, and, and, and particularly uh, that week, uh, an actor I really, uh, that day, that an actor I really liked, Martin Compton. Um, so, you know, he's he's got loads of 
different uh, characters each day, which is which I think is quite interesting. Are you a Salmondista? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, since Alex Salmond uh, <coughs> lost his seat, um, I have heard talk of him. He seems quite a divisive figure in the SNP, actually. You would think everyone bows down to him. I think it's like a lot of things. It's like Westminster doesn't really get Scotland. Yes. And I remember when I went up for the referendum, as a Westminster correspondent, I thought everyone bows down to the wonder, the genius of Alexander. Yeah. And then you go to Scotland and half the people go, I hate Alexander. <laughs> well, half the people love him, but yeah. half the people go, I really hate him. Uh, and it's the same with the election, actually. I was surprised by the number of people who are uh, not so keen on Nicola Sturgeon, which yeah. perhaps surprised me more. Yeah. Um, but uh, perhaps, uh, I'm sort of saying Westminster, Scotland, you can also transpose to non-SNP to SNP. If you sit outside the SNP, you think everyone raises up Alex Salmond as yeah. this great godhead. I mean, he got the referendum and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then you talk to people inside the SNP and they think, well, actually, he can be quite divisive. He comes out and says things like, you know, Scotland will be free in three years' time and stuff. And that's not always helpful. Yeah. Um, is that your experience, I, that there are sort of factions I mean, that he is divisive? Certainly, you know, within just the general population of Scotland, you know, he's, you know, an incredibly Marmite figure. Yeah. Um, and... And I think that's changed a lot from, I think it was in, was it 2007? You know, when the SNP on the ballot paper used Alex Salmon for yes. First Minister. They used yeah. his personal popularity yeah. um, to, to, to win by by one seat. And I think, obviously, over time, <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's changed somewhat. That's just being government, though. I suppose yeah. that's the same with Nicola, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Everyone loved her when she was Deputy First Minister. Yeah. you become First Minister, you've got to yeah. actually stand up. You know, and, you know, I, I, you know, certainly 2015 got in on the back of Nicola's popularity yeah. to, to some extent and having Nicola come up and campaign with you was a huge 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 ah, boost well um, did you then go out because of Nicola as well <laughs> who knows um, because I mean I, I wrote a column earlier in the summer which upset some of your colleagues unfairly <coughs> but um, somebody said you know the 2015 intake got in because of Nicola's good mm-hmm. works and some people lost their seats in 2017 because of Nicola Sturgeon's yeah. good works because of the call for India F2 yeah do you blame her I don't blame her. I, you know, I think, um, I think in the the northeast, um, there was a very particular psyche, and I'm, I can't quite work out what it was, but you know, to see, Tory psyche. it's, it's, it's it a Tory psyche, but you know, to go from Lib, De- particularly my constituency, to go from Lib Dem for so many years to SNP and then go to Tory, mm. is very, very interesting, and. Uh, I'm, I've not quite worked out all the factors <laughs> <laughs> that led to that. Like most people, well, I think that's true of the whole election, isn't it, John? That uh, people haven't really figured out what happened to the election. No, uh, and people. I mean, for me, for going back a moment, but um, people haven't really figured out what happened in 2015 to some extent because mm. what you've just described, going from Lib Dem to Tory, even though Lib Dems are sometimes seen as very different to the Tories without going through the SNP, which mm-hmm. clearly is what happened in some Scottish seats. Um, that happened in England, didn't it? In 2015, a lot of the seats yeah. went from Lib Dem to Tory. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very, because yeah. I mean, it was seen as a reaction to the Lib Dems being coalition. But of course, if you're angry about them being coalition with the Tories, it doesn't make sense to invade yeah. Indeed, in Tory yeah. Indeed, yeah. Um, fine, we don't really understand politics, that's what we're saying here. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> well, um, did, uh, did Alex Hammond tell any rude jokes when you saw it? Uh, did he say any big sexist jokes? No, I don't think oh, he did. He's no. cut the sexist joke from his he's cut, he's cut the sexist Good. joke. Um, okay, I mean, we're starting off talking about Alex Salmon's show because, frankly, MPs are back, or politicians are sort of back from their holidays, and still, there's not a lot of big, genuinely big I think it'll there. kick off uh, maybe next week. I think they're yeah. going to get back to I mean, work. What, yeah. what more Brexit stuff? I mean, they've been. Oh, is it going to start raining? That'll be a bit of a disaster. 
if it just somebody dropped some water on me. Anyway, sorry, some water <laughs> came from somewhere. Yeah, that's strange. It oh, may start to rain. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you've got Brexit going on, and you you'll get um, party conference or the previews happening. Theresa May supposedly uh, is planning to apologise to the Tory faithful at her party conference. Really? Is she? For making such a, well, according to reports. Have you heard this from your West Midlands Tory sources? No, I this, this has been reported in one or two of the newspapers. Uh, oh, and we'll probably start to hear talk about what's going to happen at Labour conference and uh, whether there are going to be attempts to change the rules or well, what's going to happen to Jeremy Corbyn. Again, I think it'll be a massive round of applause for Corbyn. I think Corbyn's enemies nah, just don't wrong. have the guts to stand up and say anything. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, because, are you familiar with um, Paul War of Huffington Post? He's always gone on about Labour conference. Because mm-hmm. he apparently knows what happens at Labour conference and he's always like a year behind. So this year's delegates and business is decided by all the people who liked Owen Smith last year. Right. The Corbynites don't get control of conference until next year. Okay. So actually this year's like delegates and stuff will all be a bit meh towards Corbyn and a bit hacked off with them, I think. Well maybe they won't have anybody to lead them though. They won't there won't be any sort of senior figures willing to stand up and criticise him. Well, that's true. Well, it will be interesting to see, you know what? You get a bit of the old booze going in the bars and there'll be all sorts of figures willing to stand up and say... There may be some debate about Europe too. Talking and editing, talking and editing. Um, yeah, well, Europe, though, is like every news item, isn't it? This is like, like, there's no news at the moment. What there is, is Dexiu and such like. So mm-hmm. We're going to do some Brexit papers. <laughs> Not even releasing Brexit <laughs> papers, just saying we're going to do some Brexit papers a year and a bit after Brexit after the Brexit vote. Uh, can you explain a bit more? What are these Brexit papers? Oh, well, they've they put out one on um, ECJ. Oh, yes. There's uh, nine of them or something, right? Yeah, there's freedom of movement, obviously, has been kicking around. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Bas- is it not basically their wish list as to what yeah. they would want to see from yeah. from, from, from Brexit? Um, it's going to be rubbish, isn't it? I think so. It doesn't look good. I don't, you know, <laughs> that's not because I want it to be. I just feel like there's very little evidence that this is been thought out particularly well. No, it hasn't been thought out at all. A year and a bit from the Brexit vote, and we are what eighteen months from actual Brexit now. Mm. It's strange. It still it still feels like a long way away, but it's all of a sudden. Like when you get to the halfway point, it's going to suddenly like with one year to go, it's going to feel very close indeed. It's all going to have to be pretty well done and dusted because then you're going to put it to all the weirdy Parliament of. Well, and all this sort of stuff. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no That's hint true. of any agreement with the rest of the EU. They're just looking at us thinking, what the hell's going on? Did you like my column about how Britain's going to turn into Venice after Brexit? I um, haven't read that column, but oh, actually, you, you, make it, you make Brexit sound very attractive <laughs> based well, on the praise that you've just <laughs> yeah, given us. Okay. Um, do you know Andrew Lilico, Lilico, the Brexiteer economist? He retweeted it and said, Jeepers, sigh, because he is a Kanzak. He believes our future lies with Canada, New oh, Zealand, and Australia. and Australia, and the UK, yeah. which, of course, used to be in the Empire. Although, as I said in the piece, I can't quite... Why Why has he picked those ones and not, say, Nigeria and India, yeah. which have bigger economies? Yeah, that really no, it's strange that. I can't yeah. work out what the difference is between yeah. Canada and Australia and New Zealand and, and those countries. Yeah, weird. Not that such people are racist. Um, well, we have close um, cultural links with those. Countries. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we celebrate in this country our links with India and the fact that we have a large Indian population. Yeah. And uh, we tend to think that this benefits us. I don't see why we shouldn't celebrate our 
historically linked with places like Canada and Australia, just because they're majority white countries. I'm not sure the Brexiteers are going to be over the moon if lots of Indians turn up after Brexit somehow, uh, given the vote was about immigration. Uh, well, most immigration to this country, as you know, is from non-EU countries, and yeah. leaving the EU will make no difference to that. Tell, really? tell that to Brexit. Brexit's going to be good, isn't it? All, all <laughs> going well. Uh, anyway, it might have a big, might have a big Brexit-based announcement in a few weeks. Hopefully, will. So. Well, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a couple of weeks, maybe. Uh, hopefully, so you know. Tune You're in going to work for Dexter U. Possibly, Cheapest. Possibly comment. But as I said on this podcast a few weeks ago, you know, I like Liam. He's interesting. Um, Big Ben. Big Ben. Should we talk about Big Ben? Yes. Apparently, there's so little story that. I mean, I don't want to talk about Big Ben in great detail. There was, there was a parallel universe where I would have ended up being the press person in charge of all this Big Ben stuff. Mm. <laughs> Dodged yeah. the bullet there. <laughs> but, um, so what? I mean, really? Either of you that? I mean, for well, I mean, the, the thing that made me laugh was Theresa May coming back from her holiday and, you know, speaking to the press and saying it was an outrage that that Big Ben was going to close for four years, you know, and that just, you know, that just shows how little... Well, how little attention she's been paying, because we've known it's coming for <laughs> exactly. the last, at least a year. Exactly, and, but, you know, and, you, you know, you just had to laugh when you saw uh, certain MPs standing outside Big Ben. Well, this um, was the thing, it was such a, a Westminster bubble. Oh, I mean, you know... Steve, everyone knows Stephen Pound is a bit of a joker, he's, you know, he's a great man, he's good fun. Yeah. Um... I think he maybe took this joke a bit too far when he was filmed Christ. standing, looking up at the dabbing his eye. And there's all the parliamentary sketch writers standing around him laughing and yeah. filming him and they're all just having a big old laugh. Yeah. Aren't they? And it's like, well, it's kind of funny, but the public are actually watching. Yes. Um, yeah. Are you going to miss Big Ben? You work in Parliament, John? Well, are you going to miss Big Ben? I am going to miss it, but not that much. I'll miss it a little bit. Funny thing about Theresa May is she comes back from holiday, she says, oh, this is a terrible and appalling. And then, of course, it just happens anyway. Yeah, well, so, last time she came back from holiday, she had an election. So, you know, yeah. come on, this is an improvement, right? That's a, well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it just, I well, I wasn't very impressed with Big Ben. And um, we were talking about looking up at things. This is a smooth link. Uh, Donald Trump looking at the sun. That was impressive, wasn't it? Not that he's a total idiot or anything. I mean, everyone being told, don't look at the sun during the eclipse. Here's a picture of Donald Trump looking at the sun. You know, I I, I liked that somebody, you know, it was was suggested that somebody said Obama definitely uh, wouldn't have looked at the sun, so he's he's gone and done it. (laughs) If only it was that easy to get rid of it. Um, Yeah, are you excited by eclipse, John? Are you paying attention to that? I think, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I was quite excited. I remember as a child we had um, an eclipse. Don't ask me for the date or the year, I don't remember. But um, remember, I'm very old, I'm yeah. older than anybody else here. And yeah. uh, it was quite exciting. It doesn't make you time. very old being older than anything else here. <laughs> Stuart's very young. Well, we, are, we are not old, Stuart's yeah. very young. Yeah, let's be clear uh, about that. But no, an eclipse is, is quite exciting, it is good fun. Uh, but, um, yeah, the Donald, I mean, if he'll do anything Obama wouldn't do, I suppose we could tell him Obama wouldn't jump off a bridge, Obama yeah. wouldn't put his head in the oven. If only. Uh, we should, shouldn't uh, advocate people killing either themselves or anybody else, really, should we? That's not, not very nice. But it would be nice if he went away somewhere. Um, surely Donald Duck is the Donald to you, then. <laughs> <laughs> I had the most amazing time at Disneyland, and did you know... Did you meet Donald Duck? I saw Donald Duck on a float. 
uh, and, Mickey Mouse. Him, and it was a queue to meet Mickey Mouse and have your photo taken yeah. with Mickey Mouse. Well, really Seventy minutes, yeah, just seven zero minutes. Seven zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they tell you. That's yeah, at least they do tell Disney. you. Disney, yeah. they tell you how long you're gonna have to wait for all this stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, and there was fireworks. And if you, you were looking up at something. If you wait until the park closes, which is at eleven o'clock in yeah. the night, they do an amazing fireworks display. Uh, have you looked up Every at anything? Every single night. Yeah. This week? Have you looked up at anything? Uh, no. I've just been looking down. I've, since I've, you lost I've, your I've, yeah, I've been, been looking, looking down, looking down and, 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 and looking up jobs on the internet. Oh, well, fair <laughs> enough. So let's finish off with I Love Your Questions, the never-ending rollover. <coughs> I Love Your Questions for the summer, and the uh, jingle still sounds like this. talking of jingles when I do make my uh, announcement in a couple of weeks I've made an amazing jingle I, I might make some oh, it's, I have had a jingle-tastic weekend when I wasn't writing about how Britain is going to end up like Venice I was making jingles is this oh, announcement about you well you have to wait and see is this about your, your future is it a new job you have to wait and see won't you I haven't got anything to announce yet uh, but we're getting close when, when can we expect it well, what? When can no, I put it no, in the diary? No podcast next week because I am going to Scotland unless I find some Scottish people to podcast with. You never I have know. been to Scotland and had uh, Neil Finley on, and so he's oh, good gosh. value. Uh, and Luke yeah. Skipper, that was good as well. <laughs> uh, Are you moving? Are you going to move to like a European country? Uh, look, I can't tell you what it is. This doesn't work at all, does it? All right, you have to wait. I'll be back Are two you going weeks to Disneyland? with a podcast <laughs> with Alison Thulis, hopefully will be the guest. And, and then I might be able so to make So my she'll know first. Then. So if I text Alison and say, what's your announcement? Well, before the only, podcast comes yeah, out. Only, well, yeah, but there'll only be like two hours when we record right, a podcast okay, fair enough. it out. So fair enough. it's not that exciting. <clears throat> you're making it, you're building, giving it too much build up here. This doesn't work at all. Anyway, when Alison is on, if she's on, I've been let down by a number of women this summer as podcast guests. I should explain, that's why we've got an all-male panel this week, because <laughs> I was going to have a live dem on, and uh, she let me down. Uh, much like Tim Farron said he'd come on the podcast, really? and never did. Gosh. Um, not that I'm suggesting all live dems are flaky Flakes, at no, all. No, nobody uh, would suggest that at all. Um, anyway, back to the I Love Your Questions <laughs> question, which is, and you're not allowed to guess, John, you've had one already. Okay. Um, how many times does Shakespeare use the word birthday in his entire works? Stuart Donaldson, your guess is um, seven. Seven. Okay. I'm going to see much ado, much ado about nothing on Thursday at the Globe. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Is it, are you standing up? Yes, standing. Yeah. Is it going to rain? Possibly. No, 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 that's not so good. Yeah. The whole standing up at the Globe thing's quite good. Yeah. Not when it starts raining. Yeah. I've that's never been before. So. Uh, is, is, that, a, is that the one where it's about cross-dressing when? I'm trying to remember which one it's about. All I, I think I've, I've, I think I've, the, the film has got like, it, the film's got quite like a big cast. It's like got Keanu Reeves, Ben Elton. Oh wow! And that sounds awful. That sounds like the worst film ever. Keanu Reeves <laughs> and Ben Elton. There was no, they're not better than that. No, it's, it, there's like loads of famous people in it. I, I remember watching it in S6 English or something. So. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, are they doing it at the Globe the old-fashioned way where all the actors yeah. are made? Oh no! Um, I mean, no, no, that, they, you're they asking me too much detail. Uh, I, I don't know. They also do, but they do modern, I was going to ask if they do, if it's a modern one, or they do old fashioned ones that are all a bit hey, noddy, no, and they come yeah. out and they're dressed funny and they're pretending it's the 16th century. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just not. Okay, that, that's the thing I didn't like about the globe. But the whole you know, experience of going is uh, it's good. Uh, Everyone should go to it. Yeah. Um, 
Why are you doing that? Aren't, don't, aren't you back in your beloved Scotland? Why, why are you, why are you hanging around that terrible place in London? Le, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a, where a the few waste people. <laughs> exactly, where the waste monster lives. Um, and I am 25, you know, and I do have an opportunity to live down in London, uh, so I'm, I'm going to do it. Are you saying I London's know, better than Scotland? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. That's I'm saying. Like <laughs> not at You're all. You're choosing to live in London, not Scotland. <laughs> I'm saying that, uh, you know, I've uh, worked and lived in Aberdeenshire for the past four years, and that's where I grew up, and so I've just fancied a bit of a let, change. Let me ask you, I'm just going to be a bit controversial here, yeah. a bit um, confrontational mm-hmm. even. Ooh. But if. Because presumably you're an ex SNP, SNP, and you're mm-hmm. still an SNP supporter, mm-hmm. an independent supporter. So if you get your way, Scotland will be an independent country in the EU, mm-hmm. and Scottish people, because England will be outside mm-hmm. the EU, will not get these opportunities. They have to apply for visas. No, because, well, because what we're going to do is because uh, because London also voted to stay in the EU, we're going to create a new country called <laughs> Scotland, <laughs> and we're going to extend the Northern Line to, oh, wow. to, to Scotland. Brilliant. And also. <laughs> And if you can allow Birmingham to be in it too, Birmingham, be, Birmingham, I'm sure can 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 come Birmingham along as well. Birmingham's a bit Brexit, isn't it? It's a bit. Well, it doesn't matter. <coughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So but you got the West Coast Main Line, London, Birmingham, up to Scotland. We can have our own little country. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't like okay. the Birmingham bit of that <laughs> at all. <laughs> you don't like, like the Birmingham, Birmingham bit. <laughs> that what are you talking about? You've been to Birmingham. Um, uh, maybe you can move there next. Try Birmingham. Birmingham, see yeah. if it's better than Scotland, like London is, like it. basically just said. <laughs> um, oh, good luck with that whole maybe coming back as an MP after you said that. Yeah, that's me, that's me done, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, have to, I'll, that, have, to, I'll uh, have to wait for uh, 50 years, which uh, is fine. And John says that Paris is better than Birmingham, so you're going to get attacked as well. This is gonna yeah, be well, we'll all be back next week with nothing better to do, basically. Um, okay, listen, let's uh, wind up there. It has rained, it'll stop raining now, I think. It's a bit more summery, but um, as I said, no podcast next week um, unless... Alex Salmond invites me on his programme, which seems extremely unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then back in a couple of weeks, back in Parliament. Parliament's back, so we should have an MP. Hopefully it'll be Alison Thulis. And uh, a big announcement. A big announcement as well, who knows. Uh, for the meantime, I will say thank you very much to Stuart Sausage Boy Donaldson. Thank you very much. Thank you for all the way from Aberdeenshire, because that is obviously where you... Yes, yeah, so that's where, where I came your heart from, yes. Yeah. And uh, thank you to John Walker again this week and for all your uh, summer efforts, even though you missed the first one. You've been uh, yep. stalwart since then. You come back from Paris especially? I did, yeah, just Good. for this. Well done. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get in touch, I am at Political Yeti on the Twitter. I am politicalyeti at gmail.com on the email. Uh, you can get my book, The Gender Agenda, on amazon.co.uk. You can listen to my turn on Women's Hour on uh, you know the BBC website. Look up the Women's Hour website and you can hear me talking all about my book on Women's Hour where I discovered that uh, Jane Garvey is a very nice lady and an amazing presenter because she doesn't um and ah like I do all the way through this. Um, I will endeavour to be more like her in the future. Um, thank you for listening and tune in in a couple of weeks for another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcast. Thank you.